A woman had finally assumed the role as second-in-command, piercing through the impenetrable male fabric of Washington. She imagined how Congress might feel now that the former governor of Kansas would soon occupy the Oval Office. Holy shit, I'm going to be president. Peter walked into the den, mumbling under his breath. Obviously, she'd interrupted his sleep. Her husband didn't enjoy being awakened, except when Kate was feeling amorous, which lately wasn't very often. His robe was untied, and she could see his middle-age paunch. She looked at his red, swollen eyes. Another broken promise. Back in Kansas, he had been a brilliant litigator. But in D.C., no matter how many opportunities presented themselves, none met Peter's standards. Alcohol was his convenient crutch for failure. Insomnia? he asked. An appropriate question. Kate had always been a nocturnal creature. A copy of Gatsby, dog-eared on page 122, sat face up on the ottoman. David had a heart attack. Peter didn't even flinch. How bad? She almost couldn't answer. The words hung in her throat. He didn't make it. Perhaps because her announcement didn't quite register, Peter seemed to dismiss this consequential event as if it were an unpleasant weather report. But then it appeared that he was jolted by the reality of Kate's announcement. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry, Kate. The doorbell chimed. Kate's head was spinning, but she managed to stand and negotiate her way to the foyer. When she opened the door, the ghost-white face of Albert Cranston peered at her. She looked down at him. She was a foot taller than the head of Secret Service. Two agents stood behind him. One of them, Agent Tom Walsh, a young, sturdy African-American, had been exclusively assigned to the president. What was he doing here? Catherine Ann Miles, still disoriented and numb, had enough sense to realize that Tom Walsh was exactly where he was supposed to be. The overweight security guard raised the gate and waved the black limousine forward. The driver pulled up to the front door of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Dressed in government-issued black suits, crisp white shirts, and charcoal ties, a group of Secret Service agents teamed around the car like a pod of orcas attacking a blue whale. If they had been wearing sunglasses, they could easily have passed for the cast of the movie Men in Black. As Kate stepped out of the back seat, she noticed a group of people gathered in the section of Pennsylvania Avenue closed to vehicles. She could hear their melodic chants. Some carried signs, waving them in the air. Kate couldn't comprehend what they were doing at this early hour. Did they know about President Rogers? She couldn't imagine that someone had leaked privileged information. But this was Washington, and the communication network was like no other. The president couldn't even get a haircut without it making the front page of every newspaper and blog across the country. She looked up at the massive white pillars supporting the canopy roof of the White House entrance. They reminded her of the Pantheon in Rome, one of her favorite places in Europe. She hadn't vacationed in Italy in over a decade and couldn't believe it had been so long. Since entering the political arena, 
she had little time to do anything but focus on her career. With a silent nod of acknowledgement, Chief of Staff Charles McDermott ushered Kate through the double doors. The White House had the eerie feel of a mausoleum, and Kate, sensing the poignant irony, felt a chill shiver through her body. The halls were dimly lit, and as they walked down the main corridor, it appeared endless, like looking through the wrong end of a telescope. With the exception of two janitors busily mopping floors and secret service agents hustling about, the White House was all but deserted. McDermott and Kate passed four agents huddled at the foot of the stairway. As Kate walked past them, she felt peculiar. Their chatter tuned down to whispers, and they appeared to be sizing her up in a predatory manner. She couldn't decipher the garble, but knew they were gossiping about her. She walked